0: Welcome to the Slam Radio podcast featuring TMA with Nick Hamilton. Extra dose.
1: This is TMA with Nick Hamilton. Wake
0: your goat mouth ass up, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know what this is coming down through the audience, but look like it just came out of the basement.
1: TMA with Nick Hamilton.
0: You know what I'm saying? Thank you because now. <laughs>
2: Now we
1: bring out our buddy Nick Hamilton. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be on this planet. Hope everybody had a great weekend and a great start to the brand new week. Lots to talk about on this episode. Let's go.
3: If it's going on in the world of sports and entertainment, you know Nick Hamilton is going to speak on it. It's time to get it popping.
1: Oh yeah, it's time to get it popping because right now I have a whole lot to talk about. But specifically, Kevin Durant. Now we all know how great Kevin Durant is, and we all know how great he has been. We know he's a he's a multiple time champion. We've seen what he we, what he's been able to do, and I do believe he's arguably the best, if not the second best player in the NBA right now. Period. However, when you look at Kevin Durant and as the Brooklyn Nets sweep, gentleman sweep, whatever you want to entitle it, he has not been playing up to the level we've, we've been accustomed to watching Kevin Durant play. And I know the NBA is a team game. I know it takes five guys on the floor and you can't blame Kevin Durant for all the woes. Right. He does take a a share of responsibility, but you can't blame him for all the woes. But the one thing you can blame him for is hustling backwards, because when he left Oklahoma City with the Thunder and decided as a free agent to go to the Golden State Warriors to join Steph, Clay and Draymond in Golden State, I was one of the few that probably didn't have a problem with him leaving. And the reason why I didn't have a problem with him leaving is because, hell, he's a free agent. He has a right to go wherever he wants to go. If he wants to join a winning team. Go ahead and join the winning team. I thought Golden State was death row. I said the Golden State was death row records because I thought I thought KD was Tupac. <laughs> and becoming Tupac, you know, on death row, we know how big Tupac became when he joined that label, the same way with Kevin Durant and with all the possibilities that surround the Golden State Warriors. Them in Oakland, then moving to San Francisco at some point. But it's all about Silicon Valley money. And his not only his persona grew, but his entity as kevin durant also grew because he was not only winning championships he was the mvp of the finals this guy was playing with arguably one of the greatest backcourts in the nba history in Steph and stephen clay so it was all lined up for him to win it was a dynasty in the making and then he all of a sudden stopped and pivot and decided to go to brooklyn because he felt like he wanted to do it himself he wanted to win a championship on his own terms his way and he wanted to link up with Kyrie Irving and if you remember Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant got on a radio show or a podcast and said we don't need a coach well apparently you all do because down in the series that you can't win and not only that we all know, and I said this even on this show, that Kevin Durant was a was a big toe away from sending the Milwaukee Bucks home and Giannis fingers continuing to be naked because he wouldn't have been an NBA champion. But K Sarah Sarah. As great as Kevin Durant is, he cannot do it by himself. So you shook Steph for Kyrie. You didn't shake Adidas for Nike. And you picked the wrong Steve. Because you still stayed with Steve Kerr instead of riding with Steve Nash. Because Steve Nash is not going to get you to the promised land. Steve Kerr showed you he got you to the promised land. He took you there. And now you're stuck in Brooklyn, someplace you may or may not want to be at a certain point, but you're stuck with Kyrie Irving, who makes every excuse in the book not to show up for games. And some of y'all talking about, I want to be on my Kyrie stuff. That means y'all want to be lazy? That means y'all want to half-ass it? Because last time I checked, when has Kyrie played an entire freaking season and not taking games off for whatever reason? Every excuse could be made for Kyrie Irving not showing up. And he's left Kevin Durant hanging like a loose toenail. And so Kevin, so... No, I don't feel sorry for Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant made a choice. He didn't have to leave Golden State. It was prime real estate for him to stay. They could have been a a, a big time dynasty in the NBA in today's NBA with the Golden State Warriors. And they're in San Francisco, which is a bigger market. And then you would have had Jordan Poole, Draymond, Steph, Clay, and Kevin Durant. Man, please. You can't tell me who's going to stop that combo. I don't give a damn about LeBron James or Anthony Davis. Because Anthony Davis can't even stay healthy. So they're, they're no threat. Paul George and Kawhi still haven't proven they can stay healthy a whole season. So where's the threat there? The Phoenix Suns? Don't let me get into the Phoenix. I'll get into the Phoenix Suns later. Mr. Four Points himself, CP3. We'll get into that later raw. But Kevin Durant cost himself an opportunity to compete for a championship because he wanted to hustle backwards because he thought he could put a team on his back and take them to the promised land. That's not how this works. As good as I think I am when it comes to this radio thing and become when it comes to media, I still have to have a team around me of people that know more than me, that will be able to help me. People like my producer extraordinaire, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner, his government name. I have a bunch of other people that I work with. And they help me because without them, I wouldn't be to a certain point. So I'm not naive to think that I can do all this on my own. No, I cannot. I'll be the first to admit I cannot. Jake can tell you that because he'll come back and be like, dude, Mm -mm. that ain't it. Or, you know, what, dude that segment was smoking. He was on point like a decimal with that one. He'll tell me. You know why? Because I listen. Because I realize that it's a team, it's a collaborative team effort. To pull this here show off every week, it's a team effort. Trust me when I tell you. You guys would. I wish you guys could listen to some of the off-air conversations that we have surrounding this show. But Kevin Durant is naive to think that he could do it on his own. Well, guess what? Reality struck. And now he's stuck with Kyrie and now Ben Simmons, who is an absolute joke. Because all this hype and anticipation, I mean, hell, I thought Dr. Dre was going to drop detox before Ben Simmons hits the court. All that hype and anticipation. For what? So all he could do is sit down and, do, and not do anything? I saw an old quote that Kobe, the late great Kobe Bryant said, and it was so apropos to what is going on right now with a lot of these athletes. And that is, if you have a championship mentality, the injuries don't matter. And you know what? He was absolutely right. Because when I look at John Morant, when I look at Steph Curry, when I look at Jordan Poole, when I look at Clay Thompson, who came off a consecutive injuries, by the way, and Clay Thompson was trying to come back early, and they had to slow him down and say, "Oh, wait a minute, man, hold on. <laughs> we gonna need you. You got a long career ahead of you still. <laughs> let's 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 take our time with this, which was smart to do. But I understand the man's heart. Okay. You look at Giannis. You look at at Joel Embiid. That man stayed injured for a while and still fought his way to come back. Man should be the MVP, far as I'm concerned." But Ben Simmons, I don't think he wants to play basketball. I don't think he's serious about playing basketball. Dude, you had all this time off. First, it was a mental thing. I get that. I'm not making light of, of mental health. Then you talk about your back. Then you're putting out all these making, – making people think that you're going to come back, and then you're going to come back in game four with a, a, a possible elimination game. Then you then you punk out and decide, oh, well, I, got, I, I found a twinge in my back. So what? everybody's beat up in the playoffs. Ain't nobody healthy in the playoffs. And you're going to sit up here and mess with people's emotions and get them all riled up, get their pressure all up. And just for you to not just to sit your behind on the bench. You can sit your behind on the bench with that twinge back, but you can't get your lazy behind up on the floor and run up and down the floor and play some damn defense. Like you've been accustomed to do and help this team out. And the organization's getting tired of you already. The honeymoon ain't even over yet, and they're getting tired of you. So, again, this is what happens when you decide to hustle backwards. If you're Kevin Durant, you're screwed because you could have stayed in Golden State and been winning multiple rings, and you were every bit a part of those rings as Steph Curry and Clay are and Draymond. You would have been every bit as responsible for those rings. Nobody would have looked at you any different. Because you went to Golden State. You're winning rings, dude. It's about winning rings. And you tricked that off. And speaking of tricking off, the Pelicans and the Suns, that has been an incredible series. That has been a series that has been so fun to watch. It has been absolutely incredible. Brandon Ingram, B.I., former Laker, now current New Orleans Pelicans. That boy is bad. That is a bad boy. Third game with 30 or more points in the series. Brandon Ingram has set the tone. I told people this, and I said this to a couple people off air. The catalyst for Brandon Ingram, his his growth and development, and his his emergence, especially at the right time, the latter part of the second half of the season, going into the playoffs, has been C.J. McCollum. C.J. McCollum was one of the -the under-the-radar trades that solidified and boosted that New Orleans Pelicans roster. Willie Green has done a magnificent job as a head coach because these kids are ready. They smell blood in the water, and they attack. They're not fearful. They're not hesitant. They are aggressive around the rim. They make good shots. They have good ball movement. And this is why the Suns and the Pelicans are now tied at two games apiece because they have been in attack mode. And Chris Paul was absolutely atrocious in game four on Sunday. Four points in 35 minutes. Really? The Pelicans leveled the Suns, but man, your man Herb out here leveling Chris Paul like he ain't taking no crap off Chris Paul at all. And then Chris Paul tried to extend the olive branch. He's like, man, get your hand out of my face. I'll get pulled up by CJ McCullough. Can't blame him. Can't blame him. Now I'm not gonna call, I'm not gonna call Chris Paul a dirty player, but he's been a habitual nut puncher. We have evidence of that. And Chris Paul was up to some of his tactics, and they got very chippy, especially at one point, and, Jake, I don't know if you saw this, but at one point, it was B.I. against Chris Paul. We all know the first time that B.I. got into it with Chris Paul when Chris Paul was a member of the Rockets, and uh, B.I. was a Laker, and that almost got it. They almost oh, got yeah. riled up yep. because uh, – the late great Dipsy Hustle even stood up, was like, Wait. hey man, hold on. <laughs> Wait a minute. You know, Nip was Nick was about that action. Yeah, he was ready to yeah, get on like, the court hey, and mix
2: it up with everybody. I remember that. I was yeah. at that game. I was at that game. I was working that game. So
1: after. now this is this is part two because it got really <laughs> chippy in that game in game in game four uh in New Orleans. But DeAndre even though he had twenty three points, they are severely missing Devin Booker. And I didn't think it would be oh, this yeah. bad. Yeah, they are. I thought because we've seen the Phoenix Suns without Devin Booker and they've won games. We've seen the Phoenix Suns without Chris Paul and they've been able to win games. And then the number one team in the West. Now, I don't, I don't think the Pelicans will win this series. I do believe the Suns will somehow pull it out. But my God, is this is going to be an incredible series. And I hope it goes seven games. I really do because this is the this is a series where you're going to really be, the Suns are really going to be tested. And I know we talked about the Warriors earlier, and, and we all know Steph and Clay and Jordan Poole and Draymond. And I call them a Splash, I call them Splash Mountain, because Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry, that's Splash Mountain. I mean them boys are bad. And they and yes, Denver, props to Denver for getting not getting eliminated um, and, and extending the series another game. But I do think it's over. I think Golden State does the gentleman sweep. It's over. They will move on, and it'll be interesting to see what happens next, um, especially in that Memphis. I don't know if you got you got a chance to look at the Memphis uh, Minnesota series.
2: Man, that's been that's probably my favorite series of the whole playoffs. Man,
1: here's the thing though. Here is the thing about that series because I love to see Ant. I love to see Ant Man and Ja yes. go at it. Yes, they their daddies are the ones that are bringing. The, they are the ultimate hype men. What? They are the ones that's keeping this series. Cat's dad and John Moran's why do, dad. Why
2: does John Moran's dad look like Usher? Like, <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. I, every time I see that guy, and I didn't mean to interrupt you, but every time I see that guy, I'm like, what's Usher doing at the game? Any he a part owner of the Cavs? Like, oh, that's John Moran's pops. Like, <laughs> and I'm older than Usher, him. Usher. <laughs> Peace up, A-10. Yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs>
1: But, yes, I didn't mean right? to interrupt you, man. It's just – No, but it's, uh, that's yeah, he's right. Right. <laughs> and it's like – But it makes the series yes, fun. Yeah, and yeah, he, yeah, here's I the thing. Carl Anthony Tails has been balling the last two games. He's averaged 31-13 and 13 in the last two games. He, yes. But, okay. But can we can – He we, has like, been the difference maker.
2: He is, but he's a fake tough guy. Let's let's be honest, man. Wow. Because yeah, he's always like, oh, I'm bad. You know, Pat Bev done gassed this dude's head up, man. Like, I like Cat. I like him. But, dude, don't act like somebody you're not. You're not, you're not Charles Barkley. You know, you're not Charles Oakley. You're a cat. You're a scorer. You're not a mean guy. Relax. I okay, Carl
1: Anthony it. Towns Good and time. Pat Beth, you know who they are? I'm going to tell you who they are. <laughs> they are Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's who they are. That's Roman Reigns and
2: Paul Heyman. It's so true. It's so, but but with uh, Ant Man and, and, and John NBA. That's, that's the the NBA's future is in great hands. Man. Carl that's Anthony
1: right. Towns is like I'm your tribal. I'm your basketball tribal chief. <laughs> that's what that, that's what Carl Anthony Towns is on. And so when I look at this series, and I know Ant Man got hurt, he hasn't been the same since no. since that injury. No. And Ja has Ja has talked his way out of the game. Ja needs to shut up and focus yeah. on what he needs to focus on because. He's given ammunition to the Minnesota Timberwolves. And this is a series that (laughs) now I'm starting to doubt if Memphis is going to get out of this series because Minnesota has turned it on at the right time. And he's given Minnesota bulletin board material that he didn't need to give because we know how good John Morant is. And he's on his way to greatness. But I do believe John Morant, even though he's getting some help from different from different players on his squad, it's not consistent. No. And until John Morant gets a consistent star or superstar to line up with him, much how we see Paul George and Kawhi or LeBron and AD or, you know, like you said, Stephen and Clay or you know, uh, 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 you know, Devin and, 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 and Chris Paul, that's not going to happen for them. That's the problem. And let me tell you something else real quick about, before we go to break, about I'm going to transition back to Kevin Durant. You know why it's never going to work for, in Brooklyn for Kevin Durant? Because he doesn't have a serious point guard. The reason why he was so successful in Golden State because he had a real point guard in Steph Curry. He doesn't have that in Kyrie Irving. Kyrie is more Kobe-ish than he is a Steph or a Chris Paul or even an Isaiah Thomas, for that matter, back in the day with the Piston Bad Boys. If Kevin Durant had Chris Paul they would be winning rings. That's all I'm going to say about that. Coming up on the other side of the break, we got a very special guest to break down, so give us some more insight on the NBA playoffs. And is Giannis the luckiest champion, like I claim that he is? And also, if Chris Paul doesn't win the series, is this over for Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns? All that and more with our special guest, Kerry Nicole Nelson from Bally Sports and Fox Sports Radio to help us all break it down. You're checking out TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 1. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua to Tungle by Lowe. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael,
2: the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Gronk, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio.
1: serious XM, yeah.
4: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are
5: resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station.
0: Good morning, Amigo. But you I'm see why it's a bad bro. idea to do that? I didn't cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. No, and then you give me that puppy look it back. back. You get that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. You're good a little thing nobody's crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, amigo.
5: Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio.
1: Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 294.9, iHeart Latino. Welcome back to the new and approved TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Nick NickHamiltonLA and on Twitter at Nick Hamilton 213 And make sure you check us out for your gateway to sports, pop culture, entertainment community and tech all rolled into one make sure you check out nightcastmedia.com now the nba playoffs are in full swing and i had a lot to say in the first segment so i'm gonna have somebody to kind of give some balance maybe yes maybe no but she's definitely a great insider to the nba she is kelsey nicole nelson from Bally sports and fox sports radio what's going on how you doing
3: Hey, Nick. Thank you so much for having me. You know, you got me curious now what you said in segment one, but always love to join my peoples from the West Coast. Now we got the East Coast, West west Coast love thing going on. Showing that, yeah, we can be friends.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. All day, twice on Sunday.
3: So, <laughs> there you go. You, so you heard it here well, first.
1: Hello. Please let them know. <laughs> so when you look at the NBA playoffs, and the one thing I talked about was Kevin Durant and how everybody's talking about his legacy is on the line or and to me, it's just ironic to me that how, how, how soon we forget that Kevin Durant was a big toe away from sending Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks home last season by himself when he took the team on his back with a gimpy, uh, uh, pretty much a gimpy team, I should say. And not only that, um, when you look at Kevin Durant, I, arguably, I think he's one of, if not the best player, he's the second best player in the NBA right now when you look at Kevin Durant and I said he hustled backwards and the reason why I said he right. hustled backwards is because I think he went to the wrong Steve as far as his head coach he should have stayed with with the other Steve on the west coast versus Steve Nash on the east coast um yeah. and I said that he traded Steph for Kyrie what do you see out of Kevin Durant and do you think he was hustling backwards and how can Kevin Durant improve this team if at all moving forward
3: yeah so you know So, you know, this one's personal to us in the DMV area. You know, Kevin Durant, Nick, is our beloved son, PG County's own. So, you know, to to this area, we're hurt right now. We're hurt seeing him struggle. We're hurt seeing everybody come for him. But also, we expect better of you because you are from here and because we know your greatness. So, all that to say, when Kevin Durant went to the Brooklyn Nets, right, he was supposed to be a savior. He's got Kyrie. He's got, at the time, then, this season, James Harden, right? And we had a big three. Remember, it was a big three, and Kevin Durant, we know he's, as you said, one of the greatest shooters to ever play this game, and currently right now in the NBA, one of the top players as well. We're not used to seeing him struggle because Katie is that man that can do all tall and lanky, but can get his shot, can get it off, can do make the impossible, Nick, seem possible. But all of a sudden, the Celtics defense has shown us a different side, and now, Nick, we're prepared to possibly see a funeral of the brooklyn nets which we're still trying to get our minds around because at the beginning of the season this was the team that you were supposed to beat because on paper we were believing and i think a lot of us get stuck to seeing nick what we see on paper and believing that that will be the real deal before we even start to see if it will mesh okay lots of things look looks better on paper than when you see it in reality so you're going look at kevin durant and we're looking again at someone who we see as a god type of figure in the nba and all of a sudden we're seeing his his achilles heel his weaknesses right like what in the world is going on and i think with the Kyrie experiment this year of course nobody could have foresaw that what happened with Kyrie would have happened of course the injuries also hit them you know you look at steve nash and you know players coach supposed to just be able to be there and help the guys get through and we see them struggling we see them struggling to get in the playoffs now the playoff series the Boston Celtics they look like they're just smacking the ground right now with the Brooklyn Nets. So I say all this to say I think right now what we're seeing with Kevin Durant is he's going through this realization phase, right? He's going through this phase where the younger players in the NBA are only getting better. Kevin Durant is not officially old yet, but he's been in the league a long time, right? He is a veteran and he's seeing things that he's never saw. There's that's the same reason where right, right now we're all talking about Jose Alvarado and what he's doing with CP30, right? And that defense that he's putting on him. So I think right now, well, KD is gonna have to change his game. You're not getting the same looks that you're getting. That three ball that you're used to shooting so easily is getting harder, right? You're not getting as many shot attempts up. Boston is making everything harder. KD is not used to seeing that since his time at Montrose Christian here in the DMV area to now in the NBA. So it's a new game that he's going to have to evolve and a new game that he's going to have to develop. And I think on the offensive side of of the things, he's going to need help, right? I said this at the beginning of the season. It can't just be KD and Kyrie. Basketball is a team sport. You need depth. Teams with depth are going to find themselves with a the ring, Nick, on their finger at the end of the season. So I think right now, KD is really just asking himself, what in the world am I in right now? What is this heap of mess? And who's going to help me out? Because right now, K- Kyrie got us all excited, 39 points that first game. But the word the word in basketball needs to be, Nick, consistency. Consistency. When you have consistency, you have a great team. And right now, the Nets haven't been able to find any type of consistency. KD is trying to put it on his back, but he's been unable to because right now the Boston Celtics, quite frankly, have him figured out. And that's something he's not used to ever been uh, while he's been playing in the NBA. So he's going to have to reinvent himself, reinvent his game if there is any inch left of salvation for this Brooklyn Nets team.
1: That is the voice of Kelsey Nicole Nelson. You can catch her along with my man Brandon Scooby Robinson on Last Night Tonight every weekday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, exclusively on Bally Sports. So you talk about KD, you talk about Kyrie. Is that duo a failure? Because in my eyes, I think it is, but you tell me.
3: I mean, by our standards, yes, because this was supposed to be the be-all, do-all, Nick. <laughs> Duo that was supposed to be the elite. K and K, KD and Kyrie. It was supposed to be nothing better than those two. And again, these are two great players that the game has seen. So greatness is our level of expectation. And right now, they've, they've fallen very short of that. Right now, we're just trying to see good basketball, Nick, from the Brooklyn Nets. And of course, it aims at these two. These two can't have off nights, all right? That's the difference between a good and a great player. Great players have to deliver especially when you know your depth isn't there and so i think right now we're looking at them and we're just seeing again how they've fallen short when you guys are both struggling right and then at the end of these games we're not i mean we're just kind of hearing excuses to be quite frank with you and we're not seeing anything transpire on the court and by now you two haven't figured out the celtics defense on you two yes I think it has been a failure. It's something that we weren't expecting. It sucks because many of us are still stunned trying to figure out how we got to this point right now. But this is a league that means what have you done for me lately? What have KD and Kyrie done for me lately? And right now, Nick, not much. And that's why they find themselves down 3-0 in this series. And this is why we're we're hitting that panic button right now as hard as we can on the Brooklyn Nets well, trying to figure out what exactly happened.
1: Well, it'll definitely be 4-0, um, you know, any, at any moment. Uh, when you look at, you talk about a great, you know, great players. And then we talk about a jalopy known as Ben Simmons, uh, who Ooh, pretty ow, much. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. He te- he teases like Dr. Dre dropping detox. I mean, it- it's coming, it's coming and then you don't see anything. So is, yeah. the, is the honeymoon uh, is the new car smell, I should say, over in Brooklyn when it comes to Ben Simmons? Because according to some of the reports, the 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 organization and elite organization rather in the upper upper management are pretty much had their had with him as far as they want to wash their hands with him.
3: Yeah, you know, this whole Ben Simmons saga has me rubbing my temples, Nick. Like it has, it really <laughs> does, and I say that to say because it's a headache. We don't know where we are right now. You know, at one point we're excited he's about to come back. He finally got out of that toxic environment and team that he wanted to leave, and he's with great players that we're hoping he can be great with. And then all of a sudden we have that step back, right? And we're reversing and we're trying to figure out how. And so I'll say this. I don't know the full, you know, psyche of his mental health. And I'm never going to talk about somebody's mental health. I think we saw the same thing with Markel Foltz. And I think we still yeah. have questions. I don't even know if we fully got an answer in that case. I think we're starting to see the same thing happen with. Ben Simmons. But the biggest thing is, you know, we see the grievance that you file against your old team. We see that you say you want to play with these guys, right? We're hearing that you're excited to play with these guys. And all of a sudden, when you have the opportunity, when your team needs you the most, You're nowhere to be found. And and, and it's not to say I want players to play through injuries and stuff like that. We have guys all the time, Nick, that are injured on basketball courts. And they're going to give it all they have unless they literally physically can't. We just saw Joel Embiid play with a thumb, right? (laughs) That That was injured and gave it all he had and still had a great game. And Joel Embiid is somebody that we see as a great player right now in this league, right? That's why he's up for MVP. But Ben Simmons, we just haven't seen enough. And right now we have more questions than answers. And that's never good for an NBA player. And right now it sucks for the Brooklyn Brooklyn Nets. I'm a person that always says to bet on yourself. They bet on Ben Simmons. And right now their bet is not uh, cashing out the way that they thought it would. And, And once again, they have no help. It goes back to depth, and when they thought they might have had a little bit, lo and behold, the retreat was called. He's not coming. So once again, KD and Kyrie, it's just on you two to try to deliver against this depth-loaded Boston Celtics team.
1: Well, let's talk about the key card series. I like the card between the Raptors and the Sixers because whoever loses this series, their key card is more than likely no longer going to work for that organization. <laughs> but when you yeah. look at the Sixers, you talked about Joel Embiid, and I agree with you. I think Joel Embiid does deserve to be, be the MVP over no uh, over uh, uh who's that who else is in the running? I'm, man, name escapes me at the moment. I apologize. so, well, but, he, so Jokic, like
3: Jokic, Jokic is I'm the sorry. other one, right? That people are talking so, about. So
1: I think I think to me I think I think he definitely has a, 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 a pure body of work overall. Right. When I look at the numbers, when I look at what the impact that he's had um, on his team, I think Joel Embiid has been that guy. Um, but when you look at the seventy sixers, and you look at this team, obviously now they do, divorced themselves away from Ben Simmons. Right. What else does that? What does Doc have to prove specifically to get people on board? Because I feel like there's a lot more people against Doc versus with him. Even though he he hasn't really, he's not down three one in the series. He's not. He's not. Yeah. You know, he hasn't been eliminated from a series. So what else does he have to prove, in your estimation?
3: You know, I think Doc is one of those guys that people are going to always have questions about. And let's remember, too, this season, we heard some reports about things happening in the locker room as well with Doc. So I say all this to say, though, I don't think he has anything to prove except to his players. These guys want to win. Joel Embiid wants to lead this team. And right now they have the team in pieces to do that. We're looking at a guy like Tyrese Maxey, right? Who's had us so excited, uh, Tobias Harris. Like so many of these players and guys have started to step up. And of course, as you mentioned, James Harden being there as well. So Philadelphia, they've asked us. Us to trust the process, we've been trusting it for a long time. But you know, trust has a uh, has a timeline, and right now we want this to eventually turn into something that that trust is going to get a championship ring. And, and mind you, it probably helps right now that they're playing a really battered up. Uh, Toronto Raptors team, right? It just seems like left and right, like the Raptors just really can't catch a break. It just seems like the injury news just keeps hitting this Toronto Raptors team who Nick at one time before the playoffs started, many had the Raptors as a sleeper team, all right? A team that could possibly do some damage um, inside the playoffs. So all that to say, when I look at this the Philadelphia 76ers, I think everything's meshing. I do want to watch this injury with Joel. He is a key and crucial piece to that team's success. But I also know right now, what I look for in, in, in ball players, is is who where are the dogs at? You know who are the guys that are going to give it all, be scrappy, um and you know then you have these um unsung heroes step up, and that's exactly what Tyrese Maxey has been for this team. But I think right now Doc, all he has to do again is just get this team a ring, which right now they are looking really, really good to have a chance and an opportunity at that. But once again, I'm following Joel Embiid and his health because I think a lot is going to be dependent upon mm. that. So if I were Doc, I'm not looking at the outside, I'm not hearing the outside noise, I'm focused on this team and what I know we can do and what I know we can
1: be. Yeah, I'm going to walk my sight when it comes to the Sixers and Doc Rivers, but we'll see. They do have, I agree with you, they do have a (laughs) great day. Swing it over, I want to talk about Splash Mountain, better known as Steph, Clay, and the newcomer. You talk about Jordan Poole, who's definitely really- Pool party. Yeah, Splash (laughs) Mountain. And, and And how unselfish Steph has been as far as the minutes go to allow Jordan Poole to really elevate his game and really let the world see- who he is, it kind of reminded me of Kimball Walker that when he had his come-out party in the playoffs where everybody was on the Kimball Walker train. Uh, when you look at Jordan Poole, you look at the dynamic of the Golden State Warriors who were pretty much not the favorite to win a championship, but now they seem to be. What has changed, or if anything, has changed about this Golden State Warriors team and Steve Kerr?
3: First off, the Golden State Warriors have been one of the most dynamic and fun teams, Nick, to watch in the NBA playoffs. I mean, what can they not do? Like you said, Jordan Poole coming out of nowhere, helping to lead this team. We're seeing Steph come off the bench and do Steph Curry type of things. Of course, Draymond Green is Draymond Green, and we'll give it to you on the defensive side of the basketball and Clay Thompson. But this looks like the Warriors team, as of late, that we know can win a championship. And so I think we're looking at this team. We're looking at Devin Booker not being a part of the Phoenix Suns. We're looking at CP three struggle in some games with Phoenix and we're looking at this Warriors team saying, hmm. Now, they have the depth, right, <laughs> that a team needs. They have the leadership and veteran presence that a team needs. And I think right now they have the right guys stepping up at the right time. So right now, for me, I'm looking at this Warriors team. Also, shout out to Draymond Green for saying another guy that needs to be a fifth member of that unit is none other than Andrew Wiggins. I think he's not getting enough props for the contributions that he's making for this team. But, Nick, they have all the pieces. So right now, I'm looking at the Warriors, and I'm looking at a team that I could possibly see inching up and creeping up towards. Towards the NBA championship, possibly. Cause again, if they keep shooting like they're shooting, and then playing on both ends of the basketball court and playing lockdown defense like we know they can, this has the potential to be that special Warriors team that we've known the Warriors organization to come to be as of late.
1: Yeah, I mean they absolutely can be. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna jump off the Suns train just yet. Not yet
3: to well, see know, something
1: yeah i mean because we, we, we've seen they can they can they can win without Devin booker we've seen how right. they can win without cp3 and then we also apparently have seen how they can win with both guys on the floor healthy but when you look at this 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 phoenix suns team and let me let me tell you something bi brandon ingram has been Ooh. instrumental for the new orleans Huge. pelicans Huge. but to me you talk about a, a a guy that doesn't get credit you mentioned andrew wiggins earlier to me that cj McCollum trade was essential and it definitely to me Elevated Bi's game to a point where he does feel comfortable, and now he's starting to pop. Um, right. I do believe the Lakers gave up on him a little too soon, and now they're 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 seeing the the the, the benefits of giving up on him too soon. Um, oh yeah, as far look, as you're for, gonna for miss me when
3: I'm gone. What's the song? Yeah. You're gonna miss Hello. me when I'm gone. <laughs> That's exactly what so, Bi is showing. Completely agree with and you. And when
1: you look at when you look at this Phoenix Suns team, obviously the other night, you know Chris Paul four points in thirty five minutes, which is not your typical Chris Paul game. Um, Who else has to step up? We know DeAndre Ayton continues to ball out. He had 23 points uh, in the last game against uh, New Orleans Pelicans. But who else needs to step up in Devin Booker's absence uh, for the Phoenix Suns in order for them to swing this series back their way and be able to win this series and get out of the first round?
3: That's the question. Like you said, we do know this is a team that can win without Devin Booker, but at the same time, wouldn't you love to have Devin Booker there? Of course, we know odds would not put him there, and we know how great CP3 can be. You're not just called a point god for nothing throughout the NBA. It's because we put respect on his name respectfully, but all that to say, I think we're looking at this Phoenix Suns team and we know you can live and die by the three ball. They're a team that can shoot the lights out of you. All right, there's a reason why they broke that record in the regular season with their wins this year. And we know also though, that they're a team that needs to somehow find their way to the free throw line. All right. They just do. You want to get through the free to the free throw line. You're going to have to drive in. And like you said, other guys are going to have to step up. I know Cam Johnson is a guy that a lot of people are talking about, Nick, that is going to have to make a contribution and step up bridges. I mean, you could just go on and on and on. But those starters, you are going to have to show face. You are going to have to do more. Everything that you're doing on the basketball court needs to be elevated. I want to see those offensive rebounds. And right? I want to see that defense. I want to see the pressure um, on every single possession because, Let's just think about it. If this team doesn't get out of the first round, Nick, how many people are going to be stunned? How many people's brackets or whatever they're doing for this series is just going to be turned? Because, again, this is a Suns team that many had easily rode into the finals because of what we saw in the regular season. But lo and behold, people weren't paying attention down to that team in the Big Easy. This is a team that's hungry. This is a team that Willie Green has made believe, and they're making it very difficult everything that the phoenix suns do and especially defense look at the teams that are doing great this year the boston celtics nick Defense, All right. The New Orleans Pelicans right now. Defense. I know a lot of times we joke about defense not being played in the NBA, but the teams that are doing it the best right now are feeling pretty good right now with where yeah. they're standing right now in the playoffs. So I'm just saying that's going to be the difference maker. You talked about and Everybody's going to have to elevate because, again, you have a leading scorer on your team that's out, which means you're going to have to make up for that. And I think also you can't put all the pressure on CP3. Of course, I think he's going to put on his back. He's a veteran. That's what they do. But better believe, I mean, we see the defense that's being played on him. So right now, he needs help. He's going to have to quickly get the ball out of his hand because if not, um, Alvarado's right there in his face, you know, making Chris Paul do things that we're not used to seeing from him. And so I think that's right now the the problem that the Phoenix Suns find themselves in. And if they don't figure it out quickly, again, some people, they're going to find themselves on the short end of the stick as we have this series matted up. And I'm very excited to see where this series finishes.
1: I got about 60 seconds. I want to ask you, swing it quickly to LA. We know the Clippers yeah. and the Lakers are not in the playoffs for various reasons. But the Clippers, you got Paul George, you have Norman Powell, you have Kawhi Leonard. Is that is next year going to be the final year of having those three together? Uh, and how much pressure is on them to really make it?
3: The experiment has a ticking tock, tick tock, tick tock. We've been waiting, Nick, and we need to see something And right now. They keep falling short. There is a reason why we care just about the other L.A. team right now in Los Angeles. The Clippers finally have a chance to be relevant, right, and prove that they can be so much more. And lo and behold, I know the injury bug happened. But still, those guys that you said, Paul George, Kawhi, they're going to have to step up and make something happen. And right now, it's going to be championship or bust for them with the team that they have together. So I do think they better figure out things quickly or otherwise if something's not working, why do you? Why would you keep it, Nick? It's going to be time to blow it up and add to new pieces. Such is the question that the Los Angeles Lakers are currently asking themselves after what happened this past season as they get to enjoy Cancun and not be in the playoffs with the rest of the pack.
1: Yeah, because John Morant, Ant-Man, and a few others are coming and they're nipping at the heels. So definitely the Clippers and it. the Lakers are going to have to get it together. Uh, real quick, I got about ten seconds. Who's the Lakers' next head coach in your estimation?
3: Oh, that's a good one. Honestly, Nick, I'm I'm interested to see where they go. I don't have a favorite mm. right now, but don't go for the celebrity stylish pick. Go for a man who knows basketball. That would be my biggest piece of advice for the Los Angeles Lakers. We're tired of the flashy coaches, bringing the real head coaches who can draw, who can draw the plays and make sure to get these guys to believe once again to be that caliber team that we know that they can be. I hope y'all get it together in LA, Nick.
1: <laughs> we'll find out. She is the one and only Kelsey Nicole Nelson. Thank you you so can find her on Valley me. Sports as well as fox sports radio you can catch her all the time great podcast great shows great insider great reporter thank you so much for checking us out thank you so much for coming on board we really appreciate your insight and we definitely have to talk to you later on as the nba playoffs progress and hopefully we'll get you back for the finals if you're not too busy
3: oh i love it thank you so much for having me nick and thank you so much to everyone for listening had a blast as always have a great one and stay safe
1: Coming up on the other side of the break, we'll get into the moments brunch and Billboard Music Awards are trying to expand. And what's going on with Tiffany Haddish? Are her standards a little too high or a little too low? We'll get into that. Ladies, keep your standards. <laughs> You're checking out Tia Bank with Dick Hamilton here on Serious XM Slam Radio 145. Stay tuned.
0: This is Serious XM 145
4: Slam Radio.
5: We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid. But there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station.
4: good morning
5: amigo weekdays 7 to 11 only on SiriusXM xm 145 slam radio
0: i'm constantly failing guys i'm constantly learning it's not how you fall it's how you get back up there's no losing only learning there's no failure only opportunities and there's no problems only solutions so to me what failure is failure is the mother of all success but i really get motivated Makes me get up in the morning. And go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't. It won't. Impossible. And uh, in the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. So what are you telling? telling them you telling? You know that that all they can do is learn on behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up from Enrique Santos 1249,
1: Aired Latino. Final segment of the show, TMA with Nick Hamilton on SiriusXM Slam Radio 145. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Nick Hamilton LA and on Twitter at Nick Hamilton 213. Uh, I'm trying to get through the show, so hopefully Jake doesn't sun me. I can be trying to do that on <laughs> the commercial break. Hey, hey, keep, uh, keep it keep in line,
2: Nick. We we got a time. We're on a crunch, time crunch here, man. All right.
1: Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. See, see, <laughs> y'all. Now you guys get a, a taste of what I have to go through. Why are you break. trying to do the off air stuff on air, bro? Like, what, what are we doing was, here, man? <laughs> y'all, you're making me nervous, man. I'm trying to. I know that we got a new format. We got a brand new se- season of the show. I get it. If you, you know, if but you, I mean. You.
2: If you don't shine, I don't shine. And I gotta make sure you shine, bro.
1: I know, man. He doctor Drain me making me say my verse 107 <laughs> times. Yeah. I got it, Jake. I get you. Okay, bro. I will I will tighten up.
2: All right, tighten up, man. Let's do this. <laughs> <Man>.
1: <laughs> By the way, speaking of tightening up, have you checked out the Mavs in, in uh the Mavs series against the Jazz? Yeah, man. That's been it that's been interesting. I thought the Mavs were gonna be put out like Easy. Oh yeah. Without Luca, and they have surprised me. Like I, I have to give Jason Kidd a lot of credit, and yeah. maybe, and I know some Laker fans have, have mentioned this. Maybe Jason Kidd should have been the head coach of the Lakers instead of Frank Vogel, hmm. because the way Jason Kidd is coaching those guys up without their superstar in Luca Doncic, right? It's amazing to me, and I and it goes to show you. But now, like I talked about in the first segment, about coaching, right? Remember I said in the first segment, KD and Kyrie came out on there and talking about we don't need a head coach. You do when you need, we try to create a dynasty or winning ways or a winning culture. You need a good, solid, sound head coach to create that atmosphere for you. Yep. And I believe Jason Kidd has created an atmosphere. Quinn Snyder, I know he's he's, he's, he's been in talks about people talking about him possibly being the next Lakers head coach. I ain't impressed with Quinn Snyder. At I on. think Quinn Snyder needs to stay... In Utah with Spider Mitchell and Rudy Gobert and the rest of those guys and develop that team somehow, some way, and get on the same page. Because I don't think Quinn Snyder is ready for L.A., and I think Quinn Snyder is going to get bounced quicker than Rudy T. did when, when he coached the Lakers <laughs> back in, what was that, 06? Oh,
2: that was a disaster.
1: Yeah, disasters, oh. and I see another disaster on the horizon with Quinn Snyder coming to L.A. But props to Jason Kidd, man. I, I, that's been an interesting series for me to watch, too. Hasn't been as fun as the Memphis-Minnesota uh, series, but it's been interesting nonetheless, man. But anyway, I know I, I, I smell the aroma back there, man, so let's see what you got cooking this week.
3: always something to talk about let's check out the moments brunch what's cooking this week guys all right okay so
2: comedian tiffany haddish which i had the pleasure of meeting in san diego a year and a half ago uh, is back in the dating scene name and- drop <laughs> i got a picture too uh, <laughs> is back in the dating scene and is alerting prospective love interests of the bare minimum standards they must meet are there some are there some must have standards for you? And is that a deal breaker?
1: Yeah, we get. First of all, I, I totally feel Tiffany had to show that because one yeah. thing she did mention was like having good credit, hygiene. Okay, <laughs> and I believe she also mentioned communication. But those two, I am totally hundred percent in in court. In, in in court, I will coordinate that with the other individual if I'm dating them. Like, look, your hygiene got to be on point. I don't want you smelling like you got through working out and cutting grass. Okay. (laughs) I don't want I don't want to smell that. Okay. Number two, what is your credit score? Because that's the first question you're gonna ask me what my credit score is and where I am. So I'm gonna ask you the same question. Right? And then three, you gotta be honest, man. I don't like honestly, dude. I don't like women who smoke cigarettes. I does not. The, the hottest thing for me. That is not the hottest thing for me. Deal breaker. You lie or you try to catfish me. It's a wrap. Yeah, it's people, a wrap.
2: People still catfishing in twenty twenty two.
1: What about you? Was because I know you out here. You you see you, people don't know, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Big Brother Jay gets all the women. He got that that that. That persona that's like, oh, gee, he's so nice, he's so nice. Oh Ooh, man, says, you he, are completely. He gets all the chicks. I feel like you. Trust pro... me, I've been around this man. You, you. I've been around this man. I've seen it. I'm like, dude, you are super nice. You... I'm not the, I'm not the nicest guy because oh. there's only so much BS I'm gonna put up with. <laughs> this man would be like, oh, you but not... he got a call But his hand. But, but but but. Let me tell you something. He has a level. Where he only takes so much, so like his level of taking so much is a lot more than what I would deal with. So maybe that's why. And I, I'm like, dude, I gotta. I, I just, I'm that, I'm that friend that would just be like, hey, homie, she got some friends. Because I'm the lazy one. Like I don't want to.
2: You are so... I'm the lazy one, man. If if we're doing confessions hour over here, first of all, if they say hello wrong to you, I'm out. <laughs>
1: How you doing? No, oh, bro. Really, I am It's a little bit more than that. It's, it's, it's a few oh, more. Oh, you're right. After Hello, that. how are you? Uh-oh, you said
2: it wrong. You said it wrong like the emphasis on you. With me? First of all, I, I feel Pearl Harbor right now. I just just came out of nowhere. I do my thing and I have a good time. Yes, I, I and I've seen you in action. So don't don't even go there, but yeah, it's
1: but it's um, yeah, but it's it's but it's it's, it's belongs to a blend. The it's small. Sun, it's small. Oh it's small
2: Well, for me, me. <laughs> like I don't trip on credit because you know, like that's gonna happen. COVID, everybody got affected by that. But as long as you're positive, I can't stand a woman that, especially if you know they're fine. They're like, oh, you know, I don't like the way I look in pictures. But you got 150 million selfies on your Instagram. Stop it. Stop it. Don't like that. Uh, you know, I want to please, like,
1: please, <laughs> please drop one of the Clue's bombs on, on what Jake just said. <laughs>
2: On top of that, you know, I just want a woman that's honest. Uh, I want a woman that, that, that's that got her stuff together and make sure that, you know, she's going somewhere in life. She's ambitious, you know, um, but I can't stand somebody that has to be in the mix all the time and get off your damn phone if we're talking. If we're having a good time, be off your phone. If you're on your phone, I will end the date and I've done it before, but yeah, yeah it's like if you got kids, you're checking on and that's fine, but don't be on your Instagram when I'm talking to you.
1: Remind me to tell you a story about how I ended a date.
2: Oh no, we should do it here. You already put me on blast.
1: <laughs> okay, real quick. I'm gonna try to be as quick as I can. Yeah. Okay. So this was back in 2006. Okay. Right. Oh damn. Back so, I went out with this, so I went out with this chick, right? And she was she was bad. Like, of course, you only mess with cool. baddies.
2: You not mess with baddies, bro. Seemed to be cool.
1: Now, I, I got I had a couple I had a couple was it wasn't bad. Some cool people. Sea donkeys
2: so. and booger worms,
1: like. Yeah, it was her boogers and booger woods. But anyway, <laughs> so anyway, this this chick here, she was she seemed to be cool. You know, we kind of hit it off. We met at a uh, at, at a mutual at that point a mutual friends right. uh, get together. So we hit it off. You know, we went out once and it was cool, right? Nothing major, just kind of little casual, right. and it was cool. Went back to her house. You know, had a good time. Moved on you know, saw her again, called a couple, you know, had a couple conversations in between times. And all of a sudden, I don't know what she thought, but I guess she thought I had more than what she thought I had (laughs) at that time. Right. So she was like, hey, can you pick me up at this particular location? Right. So I pick her up at the location and there's a dude out there. I'm like, Whoa. Oh, that's just my homeboy. I'm like, okay, homeboy. Right. Like, okay. I mean, and the brother was cool. You know, he was. We were. It wasn't because I don't get it. I don't. I, if if you got a, a cat that's gonna be all uh, hypersensitive, I'm not gonna deal with you. I'll just cancel it all together and just move right. on. Right. I ain't got time for that. I got too much to do. Mm-hmm. In the words of Corey Holcomb, I got things to do. I don't have time to be fighting and going to court with you all the time. I got things to do. I got money to get out of here. Um. So we went to the restaurant. She wanted to go to um, Houston's, right? Which is really pretty pricey restaurant, right? For those of you that may be listening that don't know, it's a pretty pricey restaurant. So I drove all the way to Century City here in Los Angeles from Mid-Wilshire area. So it's about, give or take, it's about a 45-minute drive in LA. Absolutely. And that's with good traffic. Yeah. (laughs) So we get over there, Right. And she starts ordering stuff off the menu, Sam, you know, appetizer. Which I'm, I'm again, we are out on the date. Mm. She takes two bites and was like, "Oh, I'm gonna save this for later." So I'm thinking, okay, maybe she's trying to save for appetite for dinner, right? Which again, I'm not tripping. Mm-hmm. She's like, then she orders all all these glasses of wine, like four or five glasses of wine, and she's like taking them to the next. She ain't wasting them. Mm. Then she gets all this expensive stuff, and then she takes like she's after. Oh, I'm gonna save this for my home, boy. i'm gonna- so I start thinking putting two or two together. Whoa. I'm like, oh, she's trying to juice me.
2: Yeah.
1: She's trying to juice me. So she's ordering this expensive. She orders dessert. They didn't even ask me, hey, do you mind if I get dessert or something? Just orders it. Right? You know, Houston's ain't cheap. Again, it's like oh, no, I know. 15, 20 bucks for a dessert. Oh, yeah. Right. So I order my stuff. You know, I at the time I was eating red meat. So I had a Hawaiian ribeye mm. and had me a glass of wine. So I said, "Oh, okay, I see what you' are trying to do." She's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna save this for my homeboy. I'm gonna take this to my homeboy." Like, "Oh, you trying to feed it? You trying to take two two loaves of bread and the fish and go feed the go feed the nation? Not on my dime, you won't." Uh, no, nope. So well, I, I go that. outside. I ask the lady, "Oh, you know where the smoking section is?" "Oh, yes, sir. It's right through those doors." And go outside. And now, I don't smoke. Like I don't of smoke course. cigarettes. Yeah, or that, hey, like. yeah, but it was an exit. Ah, so I grab <laughs> my stuff. I pilled out of here. Good she for was act- you. And by the way, her attitude was off, because she was acting real like standoffish. Uh-huh. Like she didn't want to be bothered. Like, I tried to do, do this little PDA, like we had been accustomed doing yeah. before, and all of a sudden, it was real standoffish. So I'm like, oh, I see what's going on. Yep. I got in my little bucket. I paid my $3 <laughs> for the parking and got the hell out. Good for I you. I got blown up so much. She was cussing on my voicemail. I played it in front of my cousin and the homies. We were laughing at it. I never saw that chick again. Good for so you. So lesson, do not juice a dude that's trying to be nice to you. Never. Because never you might on. get left. That's right. And it wasn't no Lyft and Uber back then. Nope. Taxi. Taxi. Yep. <laughs>
2: they ain't picking your black self up anyway out there. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Move it on. Move <moving> it on. Okay. <laughs> That's a great story, <laughs> by the way. I love it. Because I've done the same thing. I got more stories I can tell you over there, too, dropping people off on the interstate. Anyways, Billboard announced last Friday <laughs> that it's launching the <laughs> inaugural Billboard Music Con. It will be a two-day event that celebrates the past year in music while becoming a new lead-in component to the annual Billboard Music Awards. How much are you interested, and who else should be a part of the bill?
1: I'm somewhat interested, but it's it, all these festivals now. Like you got the iHeart Radio Festival, you got Coachella, you got yeah, um, a day in Vegas, you got the Lovers and Friends uh, concert, the two day concert out in Vegas. Shout out to Bobby D presents, yeah, and everybody over there. Um, yeah, it's cool. I mean, I wish they would have somebody. I wish they have some real talent. Like I would love to see like um some west coast acts not named kendrick lamar or yg <laughs> right <laughs> right i would love to see j-rock i'd love to see abso i'd love to see schoolboy q yes i would love to see blast on there yes i would love to see problem yes. i would love to see villain park yep i would love to see um you know just other some other acts that out that give them opportunity to shine you know, I love I love making a stage. I think she can absolutely, absolutely rap her ass off. I think she was born to rap. Um, I love to see Rose. I'm a big Rose fan, so I love to see, anytime he performs, I love to see him rock the mic. You know what I'm saying, and rock the stage. Um, but yeah, that's about it for me, man. If we don't have them people on there, I'm cool. All right.
2: All right. I'll feel you on that. And last item on the menu. One of the hottest teams in baseball is my beloved Dodgers. They took two out of three against the uh Padres. But the best part of the series happened off the field. Take a look and listen to these fans. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is the best part of the series. Yes. To hell goes on on the field. <laughs> the fans and wait here. Did you see old boy with Buddy with his actual name on his jersey? Yes. <laughs> and he out there fighting like dude. They gonna come pick you the first dude. They gonna come pick yes. <laughs> up. Yes. Because he tried to be slick and try to like on this when the security came. He was like, oh yeah yeah yeah. Chill out, chill out, chill out. And he tried to go around the security and like <laughs> try to get a cool one in. <laughs> the elbow on the dude because he can't fight. Obviously. You can't fight because he wasn't landing no blows, no, man. He no. wasn't landing no blows. No, but I'm like, come on, man. You're yeah. gonna fight in San Diego and get thrown in jail till Tuesday and Wednesday before you come up for a rain. Exactly.
2: Man, yeah. We
1: don't laugh at you. It's stupid, but we're gonna still laugh. We're still
2: gonna laugh. That's just how we are. That's how we are. But you know, it's it's uh it's Dodger Stadium South down there in San Diego. And and once they realize that, then things will be a lot easier for them. I'm just
1: saying. <laughs> they just gotta know. Exactly. Well, that was the moment's brunch for this week. Thank you, Big Brother Jake. Appreciate yes, you, man. Yes, sir. And uh, th- thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate it. hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you missed any portion of this broadcast, make sure you download and subscribe to us on all streaming platforms. That is SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, all for free 99 Thank all my guests. I'd like to thank everybody at SiriusXM as well as Slam Radio and Nightcast Media. Appreciate Everybody, again, for tuning in, we'll be back next week, Tuesday, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. For my producer extraordinaire, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner, and myself, Nick Hamilton, y'all stay safe. We in the wind like paper planes.
0: The views and opinions expressed on TMA with Nick Hamilton, Extra Dose, are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.